edition of the Forkstown Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, Amy Lee's number one fan, the president of the Evanescence Fan Club, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you and your crappy music doing today? Oh, I'm d- sorry. Sorry. I'm doing really well. Sorry. That just, uh, that just woke me up inside right there. So, um, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing really no. well, Richard. How are, how are you doing today? Uh, you got me thinking about one particular song and I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate it. I just hate it. I can sing the whole song perfectly word for word. I hate it. Well, you continually call me a hater all the time of things that I even like. So, um, you are you are a pure hater of just music in general. I don't know any music you actually like. I feel like you just hate music in general. So, whoa, there you go. whoa, buddy, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, them mm-hmm. them are How's fighting words. How's it feel? Them How's are fighting words, dude. I got Rise Against lyrics on my arm here. Come on, come on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into everything. Thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down podcast. That's, of course, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Um, if you're a first-time listener, hey, thanks for choosing the Forks Down podcast. And uh, you picked the right time to come in. Well, maybe not from a game standpoint, because Mariners played really crappy this weekend. But, um, you know, Bo and I are seeming to uh, find a rhythm between us, and we're having fun with it. This is episode number 70. God, I, I, Bo, I didn't even think we'd get to epi- episode number 70, but here we are. Um, you know, so uh, for everyone that's been with us for one episode, five episodes, 10 episodes, 20, 30, 50, or if you've been with us for all 70 episodes, thank you for coming back and just listening to us. We're having fun with it. We love the support. And, you know, one of these days, hopefully we can make a bid and, and we can name all our supporters from the start. Although I don't know who you are. We just see the numbers, but we could set up like a Patreon. You know, you can let us know who you are and we can shout you out. Um, if you haven't already go up, hit up our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, find us on threads. Just search, search forks down podcast. Um, you can also hit like, and subscribe on your podcast listening app. You'll get notified about new episodes dropping. If you set up automatic downloads on like Spotify, like I do, um, it'll count as a listen, you know, so that's pretty cool. Um, and of course you can listen to it wherever you want. If you download it, you can, uh, be in the backwoods of Idaho, like I am and have no service and you can listen to it or you can be 15,000 feet in the air and have your phone on airplane mode. You can still listen to it. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And, um, you know, thank you just for all the support that all our listeners are, uh, giving to us. So. Well, this is usually a time for Mariners notes, and we have none. I mean, it's good coming out of the series from a standpoint that no one got injured. Um, I was hoping we'd have probably like one Mariners note that said Dominic Leone was DFA'd, but uh, my wish did not come true. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think there was anything... Um... Yeah, I mean Brian O'Keefe did get sent back to the minors. If we want to, he did. Yeah, that. yeah. But um, yeah, <clears throat> I think we maybe anticipated that. We kind of want to see what we got with old Luis Torrens to end the season here. So uh, I think that was that. But um, yeah, other than that, pretty quiet to end of the year. I think we're at the end of the podcast, we'll talk a little bit about 
you know, Everett and uh, Arkansas and all that. But other than that, pretty quiet for the most part, just baseball. Um, you know, the other day, Bo, that I found out um, Luis Terenz's his full name. Did you did you know his full name? I don't think I did. Don't think it, I do. It's Luis Clutch Terenz. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I, I um, sorry. I, I just Googled and, um, yes, it is clutch. Yes. Yes. You're, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. Thank yes. You. So yes. there you go. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, no fake news detected, right? <laughs> I didn't type the middle name in. I just typed the first and the last name and it's, it's still popped up clutch. What do you know? Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, get something out of him. He's in the lineup tonight in Oakland. So, uh, hopefully while the big dumpers getting some rest, we can uh, squeeze some extra juice out of old Luis Terenz. Fair enough. Fair enough. Every time you say Oakland, it makes me want to listen to the childish Gambino song called Oakland. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I don't know why either. No, I've never heard that song. I wouldn't know anything about it. That's because you didn't go to the childish Gambino concert when we were in college with me. If you were there, you would have watched a uh, pregnant lady get knocked out, which was very impressive in its own right. Um, you would have saw Childish Gambino go ham on the stage and, and really light it up and freestyle over a bunch of stuff. But instead, mm. you didn't go. We got to talk about I, stuff you I, didn't go to. I didn't. I'm sorry. I went and watched an episode of Community instead and watched him there. There you go. So fair, sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, you know, sidebar here, we're going we're gonna to dive a little bit out of baseball because really we don't have a lot to talk about during the Dodgers series because it was pretty terrible. But um, I guess, so the people that put on the concert at U of I, and maybe some listeners won't like this, I'm sorry. I, I just, it came to my mind and it's funny as all get out. Um, ASUI is like the, the student body organization for the University of Idaho. And um, they have their own like concert division that sets up all these concerts and they uh, sometimes they'll go and pick up these people from the airport if they need to. Now, obviously, Childish Gambino was just getting big, probably didn't need to be picked up. But for some reason, one of the people from ASUI went and picked him up and um, there was a conversation that was had in that car and he didn't talk a lot, but (laughs) He asked the person driving, he goes, I've never been to Idaho before. Do y'all have bears here? And the guy goes, yeah, we've got bears in Idaho. He's like, I hate bears. <laughs> that was the extent of that conversation. So, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, hates bears. Now, let's come back out from that sidebar. Let's talk about the Mariners Dodgers. <laughs> Uh, game one Friday, um, George Kirby versus Bobby Miller. Um, another rough start from Kirby in the first inning. He ended up going six innings, but, uh, and had seven K's. So from that standpoint, it wasn't bad, but he gave up five hits, four runs, um, gave up one home run and gave up another two walks. And both those walks came in the first inning. Um, this is certainly not the time for I, I've I've thought as George Kirby is, you know, our 
our ace or at least our you know trifecta of aces um it just really is not the time to be uh be doing the stuff he's doing he's he's having a rough go at it and we keep thinking oh his next start's going to be better and it it really hasn't been you know two walks it's very uncharacteristic for him to have walks and last couple games he started two walks in the first inning both times yeah ever since the uh the old skip start um or i think he had the flu or he was just sick or something it's just been uh been a been a rough go of things for old george right um i um and I don't quite know what to think of that, right? I know the Mariners pitching kind of early in the season had, you know, more struggles in the first inning as well. So um, mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's, you know, George is trying to come out for a little bit of a reset and trying to get himself situated in the game, trying to find where the strike zone is or, or what it is. But um, yeah, it's just been uncharacteristic, right? Like I think in the previous, uh, I want to say it was like five games, he didn't walk anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, before that he only walked three and then his next three games, like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's unusual to see it kind of happen. I think this late in the season and it makes you wonder if, you know, George is at, you know, George is at how many innings now I want to say, yeah, 171 innings. And yeah, you're concerned about maybe the usage there a little bit as well. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough to watch. Cause like he's going to be one of the only guys I think he really, when he, when he throws a walk that you're kind of throwing up warning signs. Right. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think especially to start off the game, if it happened to like a little later in the second or the third, you know, maybe wouldn't be too bad about it or maybe wouldn't feel, maybe would feel different about it. And he did, I think, end up hitting somebody in this game too. And we didn't really, I think, you know, the, the Mariners have had a hit by pitch problem lately, but like, you know, that hit by pitch in the sixth, I feel like that's a little bit more. I can brush that one off a little bit better because it's a little bit later in the game. But um, yeah, I mean, still was able to work out a bit, but, um, you know, it kind of um, just was a, a little bit of a, you know, it was still not a good game from him overall. I think as he went on, gave up home runs in this game. But yeah, what do you think's going on? Do you think there's anything going on there? Is it just this late season, you know, push or, you know, what is it, do you think? It, it certainly could be the innings where 171 is nothing to, to scoff at. And, you know, with how many games are left, he's probably going to have another two starts. I would, I would, you know, be led to believe there. So it could certainly be his innings. Um, you know, it, uh, I, this is his first full season on the major league roster. He came up last season in May, correct? You were at that game or at least his first home start. Came up in, in May, May, correct? Yep. yep. So, you know, first full uh, full season on the major league roster. I mean, it, it certainly could be that. Um, you know, you could kind of point out that he started having these problems after he called out Scott in that post game conference. So maybe, maybe it's not the physical side. Maybe it's a little bit of the mental side. Again, we don't know. We don't know what ha- happens behind those doors. Um, you know, we would. Uh, like to believe that stuff like that, you know, outside of his little outburst at Scott and the pre- post game conference in Tampa Bay, uh, most of that stuff is just left behind closed doors, you know. I, um, but it just it sucks to see because, like I said, I at the start of the season I predicted him to get some Cy Young votes, and I don't don't think that's going to happen now. Um, you know, he picked up the loss in this game. He's currently ten and ten. His ERA is gotten a little bit bigger 3.57 it's not a bad era but it's just 
I know it's tough. It's tough to see, and and you know, Luis Castillo is going to definitely going to have to pick up the the load there. Um, Gilbert, you know, he's going to have to pick up the load. Gilbert's been, um, you know, our ro- road warrior, as we've called him the last few weeks. Um, so it's just you know the other pitcher is going to have to pick up the slack. I kind of wonder, you know, as we get towards playoff time. Um, what this does for where, how we pitch him in the playoffs, you know, if we make it out of the wild card series, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could see him in the wild card series if there isn't a sweep. But does he go second? Does he start game two? Does he start game three? Like, how how are we going to work our pitchers there? We don't know, you know, and and certainly how he's playing at the end of the season could affect that. Yeah, and um, you know, I think right now you got to just be thinking about hoping just to get into the playoffs. I think rather than you're hoping to line up your pitchers there, but you're you're right. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a question right now. And then you know, there's all sorts of questions about where they end up playing, and you know, George and Luis haven't been as themselves on the road, and what have you there. So um, I don't know. There'll be a lot of questions to unpack there if the Mariners end up do making the playoffs. But um, yeah, got a number of games to go before we. Before that happens if that happens i i know what you're saying with you know we gotta just hope we make the playoffs and that's not a doomer take from you which normally you like to give us those doomer takes even if you're not really a doomer but um some of those doomers man like i've got even some some friends that are mariners fans that they're just like i'm done talking about mariners baseball we're not gonna make the playoffs i'm like the, the season is going to be decided in those last 10 games. We we aren't winning, but so is no one else in the American League West. Like, Houston dropped two or three. Texas got swept. They're, they're both, you know, playing tough games on Monday night. Like, the Mariners aren't out of this by a long run, you know. But it just, it's crazy yeah, to let see me... some of the people what some of the people are saying i only called you saying doomer takes because i think you like to you like to try to get a rise well i mean we're at a point where you know i've been starting to reflect on the season and reflect on things that have kind of gone on and you know i go back to episodes that we shot prior to the year prior to the season that is and um you know we'll, we'll do a whole retro on it once it ends and wraps up and you know the mariners very much still have a shot and you've made a good point that the astros and the rangers are they're not playing as well right they're they're you know they're they're not taking it they're not kind of running with it even though the mariners kind of have given them chances over the last two weeks so very much still a chance the mariners kind of pull this out um I, I will say that like I, you know, once I do, once we do our retro in the season, I, I think that the Mariners missed an opportunity this year, or I guess I'd say last off season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to call it. I, I, I will reiterate that now. And that'll be something I'll say in the off season, right? Is that the Astros became vulnerable this year. The Rangers had a great start, but then they became vulnerable. Like the Mariners had a real shot to win the division. And we kind of just continue with the team that we had, you know, plus Tay Oscar plus Colton Wong, what have you there. And, you know, we had a real chance to take the division and it kind of seems like we were just hoping to limp again into the playoffs. So I'll just say that, like, you know, we had a chance to do it and we, you know, we had a chance to do something right. And we had a chance to, and, you know, we can talk ad nauseum about all the free agent shortstops that are available and what have you and the deals we could have made and what happened, you know, everybody that we missed out on. And maybe we shouldn't assign those guys, et cetera, et cetera. But 
Um, I wish we would have done more. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, because as it stands right now, the Mariners had a real shot at the AOS and very recently it kind of looks like that's going away. So um, I guess I am a little frustrated by that. Right. So um, I know that there's, I know that maybe that's a more doomer take, but like I am frustrated by the fact that the Mariners didn't end up doing more with just the, just the given the opportunity that they have right now in front of them. I'm just happy that you're not on the fire Scott fire Jerry. I know we talked about that a couple episodes ago, but I mean, it's every day the Mariners lose, you know, every day. It's just Scott and Jerry need to go. It's like, yeah, it's just Jesus. Just stop <laughs> broken record. But um, yeah, it, I, but you knew from the start of last off season, it was all about sign and show away this off season. So I don't know what you expected. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, let's hop back into the game here. <laughs> um, yeah, let's wrap up pitching here because we just talked about Kirby. Topa went out. Um, all the relievers kind of had a, a pretty decent outing. Uh, Spire did give up a run. Um, wasn't even on a hit. It doesn't look like. I think he walked someone and hit someone by a pitch or by pitch. Um, but Topa came in after Kirby. Um, struck out one. Spire went two thirds of an inning, struck out two. Brash came in for a third of an inning, gave up one hit, and then Trent Thornton came in and did give up a run in the ninth inning, um, off of two hits. Uh, that one run was a home run by James Altman. Um, I think I feel like the game was kind of well at hand <laughs> or well out of hand at that point, even though it was only a six three loss. Um, yeah. So pitching wise, um, just just a mixed bag there. And then offensively, um, and and this game showed a theme that would be a theme throughout the whole series. And we'll give you the stat at the end combined. But the Mariners went one for ten with runners in scoring position, left ten on base. Um, JP went one for five. Julio went two for five. Um, Gino hit a fourth inning home run. It's twenty first home run off of Bobby Miller. That kind of got things started, you know, and, and got the Mariners. Um, going in the right direction but um you know just wasn't meant to be and the dodgers ended up taking the league later on the lead later on kelnick went two for three um ty france went one for three and rojas and Haggerty both went one for two uh both playing at second base at various times throughout the game um other than that there's not really many stats bo i mean it was just like i said it was a theme of the whole series just the Mariners not being able to score runs with runners in scoring position yeah and you you know the Bobby Miller is one of the better starter pitchers for the Dodgers the Dodgers have one of the better bullpens in baseball um and uh I kind of feel like they just kind of put it on the Mariners in this game Bobby Miller made the Mariners swing and miss 16 times right those are numbers that reminiscent of me of early season Seattle Mariners so um yeah that's kind of who they made you know the Mariners look like I thought um the whole series really and uh yeah not a lot of not a lot of good in this one right a lot of swing and miss a lot of guys on left on base and George Kirby coupled that with a couple home runs and um yeah just not a lot of good baseball in this one for the Mariners yeah yeah um yeah one for ten is is uh pretty bad with runners in scoring position it's even worse in the next game and it wasn't even a bad ball game on saturday i thought saturday was 
um, most certainly the best ball game the Mariners played. Um, you know, and it had Bryce Miller um, <clears throat> versus Clayton Kershaw in that game. And uh, I, it was kind of surprising on both sides of the, the bump because um, Bryce Miller ended up doing pretty well. You know, um, I'm popping up the stats here, but he had four Ks, one walk. I think he went, let me look. Oh, of course I picked, <laughs> I picked the Angels, not the Dodgers game. Um, it was a 6-2 loss in 11 innings, but Bryce Miller went five and a third inning, only gave up four hits, had four Ks, only one walk. Um, you know, he looked pretty well and Kershaw, uh, surprising on the other side of the hill, he only went four innings, only gave up two hits, had two walks, four strikeouts, but, um, don't know why he only went four. It was kind of surprising. Um, when he was on the mound, he was effective. And, you know, Bryce Miller the other way was when he was on the mound, he was pretty effective, you know, didn't look too bad. Yeah. I know that I think it was Dave Roberts and, um, Kershaw were having, you know, a, a big chat there in the fourth or the fifth or somewhere like that, talking him through what they were doing. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it makes me wonder if they kind of thought that, you know, they wanted this to be the game that they clinch in. And, you know, they ended up using Emmett Sheehan in this game, right, who I think was penciled in, you know, um, to start on the Sunday game. So, like, maybe the thought was, you know, Emmett Sheehan can go, you know, a couple extra innings in this one, right, Um, and kind of save the bullpen. So maybe there was some thought process there. But, you know, we kind of bashed George Kirby for it, but... Um, you know, Clayton Kershaw starts the game off with a walk in this one. Right. Um, and then, and the, I think then not, maybe not the next batter, but the batter after that was Teo and walked that guy and commanders were still not able to, you know, capitalize on a lot of the chances that Clayton Kershaw was given to them. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, credit to the credit to the Dodgers, um, that they were able to kind of hold this one and Emmett Sheehan came in and I thought looked really good, um, from the Dodgers side of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just a tough game to win against tough teams. And, um, I know that I think that sometimes that's a little bit of an excuse, right? The Mariners have been playing, you know, tough, good teams in August really, really well. And, you know, you wish this would have been the same scenario and you kind of thought that they had a way to win this one all the way towards the end. Um, but, uh, extra innings had not been kindly to the Mariners this year. And that was continued in this game. Yep. Yep. Uh, just a quick pitching recap the rest of the way here. Uh, Sacedo went one in the third, gave up one hit, struck out one, looked pretty good. Matt Brash went one in the third, struck out one, didn't give up any hits. Matt Brash, he's inching closer to a below three ERA. So uh, definitely probably, um, you know, as much times as he wants to try to give us a heart attack um, is definitely one of our better relievers. Um, what was that? Two, three, eight. Munoz came in after Brash. Um, no hits given up to two uh strikeouts. Uh Topa went to 10th after they got to extra innings. Did give up a hit and one run because the one run came across the oh, what do we call him? The Manfred runner. I almost had a, a brain fart there. But um that's the only run he gave up, and the Mariners end up tying it in the bottom of the tenth. And then the the wheels kind of came off in the eleventh. Spire, who ended up picking up the loss, gave up one hit. But three runs, um, two of them earned, had a walk, didn't look great. His ERA is over four now. And then Isaiah Campbell, he only went one of the third. Isaiah Campbell came in for two and a third inning, gave up three hits, two runs, both of them earned, and also had a walk and a strikeout. So um, 
you know, just towards the end of the game, not, not it was definitely a winnable game and it should have been one. And we're going to go to the offensive side of the things in a second should have been one earlier than that. But, um, you know, not, not a good time for the wheels to fall off in the top of the 11th, especially when Mariners definitely, you know, been having chances to come away with these victories. Yep. And um, I think the omission of your uh, top of the 10th there for the Dodgers that made it hurt just all that much more was uh, was a pinch hit by Colton Wong that scored the runner off of uh, Justin Topa yeah. there. So, yeah, um, yeah it was uh, it was a tough game. And yeah, I, I, I felt that going into this game, I guess at the end of the game, I should say, like, even though the daughters clinched and everything else, you know, you just had a bad feeling that the series was just, just wasn't going our way. And, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, that ended up being the case. So it's, I, 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 I don't know what's worse on Saturday night, chasing Kershaw after four and not getting the win or like Sunday's game. And we'll talk about it. The Dodgers rested like six starters. I don't think Mookie played. I don't think Freddie played. Uh, Miguel Rojas didn't play. <laughs> Will Smith, I don't think played because Austin Barnes had a home run. Like they rested a lot of their starters after winning the NL West, and we still didn't pick up a victory there. So, um, just overall a bad weekend. And in this, just the Saturday game, it was certainly winnable. You know, moving on to the offense, it was it was winnable in the eighth. You know, uh, bottom of the lineup comes up with two singles, put two people on, and then the one, two, three hitters all strike out swinging. JP, Julio, and and Teo all struck out swinging, which uh, was not good. Um, wow. I just got a notification saying the guy up at the bat. Sorry, we're watching Monday's game as we're shooting. Uh, Jose Caballero just hit a home run. Shocking. 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 Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Two-run home run. Anyways, um, going back to the game there. Um, but the game should have been won in the eighth. Um, you know. Uh, it wasn't quite a noble tiger, but it was uh, pretty darn close. And then uh, I, I felt like we also had a chance in the 10th. You know, we ended up tying it up. Um, I can't remember who tied it up. You, you remember who tied it up on Saturday in the 10th? Was it Mike Ford? Mike Ford. Mike Ford came up with a good hit, um, you know, and then we had him on. And I think there was no outs or one out. We couldn't bring him across. So just uh, just a rough outing. And to continue the trend, like from Friday's game, you know, Friday's game, Mariners went one for 10 with runners in scoring position. Mariners in this game went one for 13 with 10 runners left on. So even worse in Saturday's game from Friday's game. Yeah. Um, you know, it, like I said, seeming like, <clears throat> seeming like uh the daughters are making the manners jump back to the past in april or may right now um <clears throat> offense is uh struggling a little bit and um <clears throat> yeah it just uh it's tough because i think we also got a good pitching performance in this one from bryce miller as well and mm-hmm. um i thought that he pitched i thought he pitched incredibly well i think for a t- for a team that hits fastballs as good as the dodgers um, you know, Bryce Miller was able to go out there and, and still able to throw it, I think, 63% of the time. Um, you know, didn't generate a whole lot of swings and miss, but just kind of said, here it is, try to hit it. And, um, you know, I thought still did pretty well in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So 
right now, like I said, I've already I've already spoiled it for all you listeners. Um, coming out of that game, you know, the Mariners had to try to pick up a win on Sunday, and they just they couldn't get it done. The like I said, the Dodgers um, <laughs> rested everyone. By the way, Bo, do, um, Jason Hayward, big series from him for the Dodgers. Three for five in Sunday's game. Let's see what Saturday's was. Saturday's was, I know he had some big hits in Saturday's game. He went four for five in Saturday's game. Where did that come from? Jason Hayward, honestly, until I saw him, I'm like, I thought he retired. I was most definitely wrong. (laughs) You know, there's and there's maybe a little bit of frustration in this series from me in terms of like the Dodgers seem to like just get guys that, um, you know, like the money ball approach. Right. They just want to squeeze the last little bit of baseball out of them. Right. Like they whatever they got left, they want to try to squeeze that out of them. And, um, you know, Jason Hayward's putting together a productive season. Right. Even though a lot of people thought he was retired, was was done. Right. Um, yeah. You know, you can say the same thing about guys they've done in the past, like, um, you know, Justin Turner um, in, a, in a small way, Chris Taylor. Um, and then in another small way, you know, Colton Wong. Right. Like these guys that kind of they get better when they go to the Dodgers. Right. Like I just there's a little bit of jealousy there. Right. Because I I maybe I'm maybe I'm wild here, but I feel like it's the opposite for the Mariners. Right. I feel like guys go to the Mariners and they almost get worse. Right. And um I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's just the atmosphere and the Dodger way or what it is, but um, there's a little bit of jealousy because it just seems like they're able to, they're able to exactly do that. Squeeze a, you know, a 283 hitter out of Jason Hayward when a lot of people thought he was done. Well, isn't their ballpark a little bit more of a hitter's park? than? I mean, it's a lot more than, than T-Mobile, but Chavez Ravine, I just, I just feel like there's a lot of offense that goes down in Chavez Ravine at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I mean, maybe that, uh, I mean, I can pull it up here, but I don't know. I, I don't know if a ballpark all so makes you hit the ball harder, right? I don't know. True. You know, I, there's, it makes you, you know, get better plate discipline. So True. I don't know. I'm just, there's a little bit of jealousy there in my mind because it's just, uh, the Dodgers just keep on doing it. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> what, what what is crazy to me not just about the Dodgers but just this this game in general is they they sat all these starters you know you had Chris Taylor leading off Hayward Peralta batting fourth Colton Long's batting eighth you know Austin Barnes sitting at the bottom he hits a home run and they have a bullpen day you know the Mariners can't figure out their bullpen Shelby Merriweather goes for an inning looks pre- pretty good Ryan Yarborough picked up the win pitched four and two thirds, um, you know, gave up five hits in one run, but struck out seven. And then, uh, I think this is, Ev- is it Evan stone, Gavin stone, Gavin stone comes in and picks up a three inning save. So what was supposed to be a bullpen day for the Dodgers ended up being just three pitchers playing, like going multiple innings. I don't know. It just, this Sunday game hurt a lot more than Saturday, Saturday game for me. I really thought they had a shot to win it. And, you know, Gilbert didn't pitch well. He went five innings, seven hits, five runs, all of them earned. Did have six Ks, but gave up two home runs. Um, 
both of them. Let's see. One uh, came from Jason Hayward. The other came from Austin Barnes in the first two innings. Um, Bizarro did come in and, and look fairly well. He went two innings, gave up two hits, but didn't give up any uh, any runs or anything. But uh, Dominic Leone came in for two innings, and uh, I, I think I told you this, and it's, it's not a confirmed stat. I thought I saw it pop up on uh, Mariner's Twitter. Um, since coming over from the Angels, Dominic Leone has given up like six hits, which isn't a lot. You think, oh, that's good. Five of them have been home runs. So it just, it hurts. It hurts that we're getting this kind of, uh, this, this kind of game from the Mariners at this point in the season against, uh, uh, I wouldn't even say a depleted Dodgers team. They were just resting people. Yeah. And, uh, I believe, um, I believe Ryan Yarbrough, right? That's, that's who you were talking about there. Um, yep. A former Mariner, I believe. Um, in the system. Uh, I don't think he ever played in the major leagues. I think he was traded from AAA to Tampa. I think you're right. Yes. So, so, so yes, true. He was with the system at one point. So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know his longest outing of the year, his best outing of the year. This might've been it, I think in terms of strikeouts and um yeah, it's uh, I think especially for a day that they were kind of give trying to give to you almost in a way, right? Like they were just trying mm-hmm. to give it to you. They 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 won the division and they sat Betts, they sat Freeman, they sat Will Smith. Um, you know, gave you a lot of opportunities to do it. And um, yeah, I I don't know what else to say, man. I don't know what else to say. It's just uh, <clears throat> you know, a win would have been really nice here, right? With uh, the t- the Rangers also getting swept this last weekend, and you know, the Astros still not playing like the Astros and. Um, I think the Mariners are lucky that the, either of those two teams kind of, you know, put a bigger dent in the gap between them this weekend because, um, yeah, the Mariners had some chances this weekend and it's just disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they went two for 10 with runners in scoring position in this game, 10 left on base. So if you're keeping track at home in your head, the Mariners offense went four for 33 with runners in scoring position this week, this weekend. They left 30 people on base. We can't say it was because they couldn't get anyone on. They were getting people on, but just could not bring them around. We couldn't get a clutch hit. I mean, Julio in this game went 0 for 5. I That's the first 0 for I've seen from him in like a month, it seems like. JP did go 2 for 4, had a multi-hit game. Mike Ford went 2 for 3. I'm, I'm happy what I'm seeing from Mike Ford. Um, I mean, he's known a little bit more for the long ball, but um, he seems to be coming up with some base hits, which is good to see. I don't feel like we saw that earlier in the season. Um, and then Ty France also had a multi-hit game, two for four. So between those three guys, they accounted for six of the Mariners' seven hits. The only other hit came from Cal Raleigh, one for three. Um, it just it's it's frustrating. It's irritating. I get it um, from a Mariners' point of view. Uh, but here's the thing, and we've already said it. The AL West is still wide open and the Mariners season is going to legitimately come down to those last 10 games. Like those last 10 games could be the Mariners not making the playoffs. Those last 10 games also could be the Mariners taking the division. Now they're only as of Monday, they're only 2.5 games out of the division. 
Um, Bo, do you still have the scoreboard up? What are you looking at in terms of Houston and, and Texas right now? Um, I, I know you had them up earlier on, on MLB scoreboard. Um, apologies. I'll pull it up now, but, um, Boston was on top of the Rangers and, um, it does look like, um, it does look like Houston is on top of the Orioles currently. Um, but the Red Sox did beat the Rangers tonight. So, so Mariners fans to break even here. Yep. Yeah. Mariners are up three, nothing currently in Monday's game. Um, you know, they're going to gain a game on the rangers if they get this win if houston wins okay you know nothing lost there but that also puts the mariners back in play in the playoffs because uh they would overtake the rangers or at least tie the rangers for that third wild card spot so the, the last 10 games is what is this season is coming down to um and i i told you this before we started bill i feel like and I don't want to say it about the Astros or the Rangers, but like, I feel like we're just watching like the Phillies go into the playoffs last season. Whoever is going to come and take this AOS crown is probably going to make the world series. I could see it happening. You know, it'd be a cool story. If the Rays finally made it and won it. Um, I don't want them to win it because they haven't won a world series before. Um, but, uh, you know, it'd be cool if, with Baltimore and how young they are, they want it. But I, I really feel we're on a track where the AL West is, you know, someone's going to make it out of the AL West and then just go run the table in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we saw it last year with the Phillies. We've seen it before with teams that have end up fifth or sixth in the playoffs, you know, made decent runs. Right. So it's all well, but you, possible. You brought up the Royals. They've done it. I've brought up in the past, the nationals, they've done it. I mean, yep. It's not irregular to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Mariners will have some unique challenges if they get there. Right. Um, we've talked about their issues on the East coast and the pitching side of things, but, um, just get in, right. Like that's the hope and just get in and, you know, hopefully you get yourself healthy. And if the Mariners can tap into a little bit of a version of that August baseball, um, yeah, we're talking about a team that can go really far, but, um, as it stands right now, um, it's gonna be gonna be tough sledding to get there. Um, so we'll see. Hey, here's a stat for you, Bill. Against a team that plays on the East Coast, well, maybe not certainly the East Coast, but in the AL East last season, the Mariners were two and zero in the playoffs. So again, we could that, we could that we could be that. True, <laughs> that is true. Yes, yes. Uh, referencing the Mariners beating the Blue Jays last year in the wildcard series. Anyways, um, I think this is going to be a big series for the Mariners currently in Oakland. Uh, Oakland just took two or three from the Astros. That's we, we talked about the Astros losing two or three. They lost it to a hundred lost team in the, uh, the athletics. And I'm pretty sure they lost two or three from the Royals time before that, the, the series before that. So, Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure the Astros have lost two series in a row, and both of them came from 100 lost teams. So the Mariners need to turn around and, and just lay it on in Oakland. These three games could be pivotal in how this lines up the last 10 games of the season. Monday's game, we're in it currently. J.P. Sears took the bump for Oakland. Brian Wu's on the mound. Brian Wu's looking pretty well. 
Um, giving up some hits here and there. He just gave up another hit to Tyler Soderstrom and uh, has gotten out of trouble every time because a lot of their Oakland's runners have come on with two outs. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode, but um, they're currently in the lead now. So pick up a win here. Tuesday's game, Paul Blackburn versus LaPedra, Luis Castillo. We got the rock on the mound. Like, you know, we got to pick up a win there. And then Wednesday, Kyle Muller, who um, I don't think has played very great against the Mariners this season. Uh, the next Cole Irvin for the Oakland Athletics um, against the Mariners in an Oakland uniform. He's taking on George Kirby. So two-thirds of our uh, our aces are, are starting this uh, series. And this is a big series because we need to pick up a win and it's going to help us gain ground in that AL West playoff situation. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to hope for a sweep, I would say. You have to put, you know, Texas did a good job of putting pressure on you um, by doing as well against the Toronto Blue Jays as they did. And you've got to put a little pressure back. And, um, you know, we've got a big off day on Thursday, I would say, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, our, it's, our it's our last off day of the year. Um, yep. And uh, hopefully we can kind of rest the guys, I think, especially Cal during that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a big week. And, um you know, it should be a sweep. I'll just put it out there. Right. I think that they should really try and pull out all the, all the, everything that they can to win this series as, you know, make it a sweep, but, uh, I will accept two or three, I will say. And hopefully that still puts a little pressure on them. And I know that the A's are playing a little bit better, so, um, we'll see how that shakes out, but we've got the right pitching staff to do it. Yep. It, we certainly do. We certainly do. What, uh, what game are you looking forward to? You looking Looking forward to Castillo taking the bump or uh, Kirby bouncing back. Hopefully, um, I'll probably I'll probably go with Luis. Um, you know, we're just at a point in um in the season where he's got to take the ball and hopefully go a number of innings for us and you know be the ace that we need. So, um, I'll go with Luis. Yep. Hey, I'm I'm digging what we're seeing from Brian Wu tonight. So, Brian Lu- Wu. Yeah, he's he's had some runners, but uh, gotten out of trouble every time. So, um, you know, hopefully that continues for him, and he ha- continues to have a good outing. So, with that being said, Bill, let's move on to our final um, part of the episode here, prospect corner. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've talked about this guy this season so far. So, Bo, take it away. Sure enough, I am talking about uh, Leonardo Rivas. Um, currently, uh, currently playing in Double um, A Arkansas. Um, he's played, uh, you know, he's primarily played, um, you know, third base, second base, kind of throughout his career. Um, and he played, he's been playing, you know, more shortstop this year for the Mariners. Um, mm-hmm. I think the interesting thing about him is that the the Reds released him last off season. Or you know, granted him his release, and the Mariners went and picked him up, and he's had uh, you know a pretty serviceable season at uh, Arkansas. So he's hit um, five home runs, um, batted two fifty five, four four eleven on base percentage, three forty seven slug. So you'd probably like to see more a little bit more power there, but um, the stolen bases have been off the charts. He stole fifty stolen bases in Arkansas this year, um, and uh, you know I think it's important to call out. You know the Texas League playoffs are going to be starting. Um, I believe tomorrow with the divisional series for Arkansas and Springfield and Leonardo Rivas, it'll likely be the, uh, the leadoff hitter for the team. So um, hopefully he's able to kind of help the team, um, you know, 
um, advance them a little bit further in the playoffs. So, um, and also a little minor league update there as well. So um, there you go. Uh, do you have an update on the rest of the series that we were following last week? Um, yes. So the um, uh, Everett did lose on Saturday. So um, Vancouver did take the, the Northwest League championship. So um, Everett's season is now done there, um, but very good season. Um, and then Modesto is up one game in the North division part of the league of the champion of the California league playoffs. Right. Um, they're up one game currently. I haven't checked this tonight's score, but, um, then the championship series, if they make it that far also starts, um, uh, next week. So, um, there you go. They're trending in the right way. Yep. Hmm, that's good. That's good. Let's hope Modesto can pull it out. Sucks to hear from, uh, Everett cause, uh, that every team from what I've heard was, was kind of fun to watch this season, but, um, you know, good season overall for them and, and, you know, good to, good to see a bunch of the Mariners teams making the playoffs, um, the Mariners system teams making the playoffs, uh, just, just good future, I hope. So, oh, Bo, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. You got anything else before we get out of here? Um, I don't think so. I think that's it for me. Yep. Well, I think that's it for me. So for all our listeners in the Puget Sound Pacific Northwest and beyond, thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forkstown podcast for Bo Chisholm. I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys on Friday.